What do I wish I had known about pregnancy and postpartum? Man, there are so many things. And I don't want to scare you because look, I'm on my third baby. So obviously everything that I experienced was just par for the course. And, you know, it was really kind of an awesome, amazing journey. All right, let's talk about it. Hey, this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and welcome back to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am, again, so grateful and thankful that you're tuning in to have another conversation with me today because you know I love when we chat. So last week, we talked about... What did we talk about last week? I know I just recorded and I seem to have like already forgotten... Um, last week we talked about, oh, what's up with your vagina? That was it, your vagina and your vulva. And we just talked about different things and different messages that we're constantly given about our vaginas and our vulvas, how they should smell, how they should look. And these things don't always, they're not always good information. They're sometimes shameful. They are things often said to us to get us to buy products and invest in certain companies when really we need a sense of just normalization of our bodies, of ourselves, so we can continue to go out in this world and be happy and be proud and not constantly be wondering if there's something wrong with us. Is there something wrong with the way my vulva looks? Is there something wrong with the way my vagina smells? So We talked about that on last week's podcast. Thank you for all of the feedback. I hope that for anyone who hasn't looked at their vulva lately, it at least got some of you to grab that mirror and take a look and check it out because nobody should know you better than you, right? You have to be comfortable. So if you haven't done that, please go take a listen to that um, podcast last week and get your mirror, take a look. This week, we're moving from GYN more to, excuse me, we're moving, yeah, from GYN to a pregnancy focus. We've been talking a lot about GYN, and since I am currently pregnant, I'm kind of got, I've got a pregnancy mindset, and that's what I'm thinking we should talk about. So that gets us to today. And recently, I was scrolling across my newsfeed, as I commonly do. It's like my perfect way to waste time, but not really waste time because I don't feel guilty about it because I'm staying educated about what's going on in the world, right? So I'm scrolling through my newsfeed, as I commonly do, and I came across an article titled, 18 things no one told me about having a baby that I had to figure out on my own. And this was an author on BuzzFeed. And as an OBGYN and someone who was currently pregnant, as I mentioned with my third baby, this really hit home for me. And I thought, yeah, like, let's talk about this. Okay, so here we are. And I've included a link in the article below because there are 18 things and we couldn't hit them all today, not in one podcast. There are so many things that will happen, could happen, and hopefully will not happen when you're pregnant. And as your OBGYN, we try to inform you about the most common things like 
taking the right prenatal vitamins, right? Or the right vitamins. And we keep a watchful eye to monitor for the more concerning things, things like preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure, um, other things like gestational diabetes, diabetes and pregnancy. However, with only so much of your time and attention, we can't cover it all. We just can't. There's not enough time to do that. And unfortunately, that means that some things of varying importance to you will get left out. In addition, some things you just won't know until you go through them. For example, when I returned to work after having my first baby, a lactating patient of mine mentioned how she had just one armpit, just one, that was forever musty. No matter how hard she cleaned, no matter what soap she used, she could scrub, whatever, she couldn't get rid of the smell. Now this is something, it's not something that I had ever learned about in medical school or residency for that matter. I had never had a patient complain to me about this before. However, since I was experiencing the same thing and I had been discussing it with some friends of mine who also happened to be postpartum and they had had similar experiences, I was able to counsel her appropriately. So sometimes experience makes all the difference. There are so many things to unpack in this article, as I mentioned before. So we're going to break it up into multiple parts. So I'm going to talk about some of them today, and then we're just going to have to address the other ones um, at a later time, especially if it's something that you're interested in. With that said, let's get right to the list and get started with part one of what you wish you had known about pregnancy. Hmm, the baby body takeover. So the first on this author's list was when you decide to have a baby, you're signing over your body to someone else for at least a year and most likely longer. Amen, ain't this the truth? I just posted to social media about this at ladypartsdoc on IG in terms of being grateful for pregnancy, but still counting down the days until it's over. Sometimes you just miss your body. It's just how it is. You just miss your body. The author discusses how she thought she would get back to her normal self after delivery. However, she didn't factor in things like changes from bleeding, breastfeeding, and constipation. So I counsel my patients that bleeding up to eight weeks postpartum is considered normal. A scar forms in your uterus where your placenta used to be, and your body is going to pass that scar through bleeding. In addition, you're going to have additional blood and mucus, also lochia, we call it, that your body will pass as the uterus continues to heal. Breastfeeding, will last as long as you are willing and able to do it. For the first few months that I was able to, um, it dictated my food, my diet, my schedule, my schedule, and my mood. In addition, breastfed babies take ownership of your breasts. They pull them, they play with them, and require their use on a moment's notice. <laughs> and it's such an amazing bonding experience. You know, I, I really have great memories of kind of once I had gotten through the harder part of breastfeeding as the baby and I would learn one another, but I have such great bonding memories from nursing. And I'm sure, you know, you do, or you may, or you'll just have some great memories of cuddling and um, giving your baby a bottle, but there, it's a really good time, right? Uh, and it's such amazing an amazing bonding experience, but your breasts, if you're nursing, they will not belong to you. They just won't. And sometimes that can be a hard, 
hard thing to give up. And for your partner too, because your partner may have difficulty understanding that your breasts are not available to them. And so those are things to work through. Constipation depends on the person. Shortly after having a baby, you may be taking narcotics for pain, which will contribute to constipation by slowing your digestive system. You may also be afraid to have a bowel movement. I know I was, um, just due to fear of pain after a cesarean section, if you have a vaginal tear, um, especially if you have a more extensive tear, like a third or a fourth degree tear, or even just a vaginal delivery, right? Like that's some trauma, something much bigger than what you expected came out of your vagina. You might have some fear about a bowel movement after that. This will improve the constipation when you stop taking narcotics, if you're staying hydrated, and after you've had a few bowel movements, just to know that like everything is not going to explode <laughs> if you have to poop. But if it doesn't, please discuss it with your healthcare provider. They'll have more recommendations to get you more comfortable to get your bowels moving. And yes, yes, and yes, your body will not be fully yours for some time. And I would argue that it takes years once your children have grown accustomed to viewing your body as a resource of food and comfort, I'm really not sure that it ever changes. My children lean and they crawl all over me and they look to me as their primary source for food and beverages. They do not look to my husband like that, but they look to me like that. And I sometimes, when I was nursing, I felt like the nursing lioness that you see in the National Geographic, she's just trying to like doze off and her cubs are crawling all over her like she's a jungle gym. And it's sweet because for me at least, it's sweet because I know it won't last forever. And honestly, though, I still ask my mother for snacks. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> Moving on to body changes. So number two on her list, on the author's list, in addition to potentially worrying about things like stretch marks, weight, and ever-changing boobs, you may also have to think about hair loss, split abs, and pelvic floor issues. Hmm. <sighs> These are all things that can happen to varying degrees during pregnancy. I never got stretch marks, but I did get cellulite. And the boobs come and go when you're done nursing. And your hormones can cause your hair to grow thicker and can cause you to grow hair in places that you don't usually have it. Think like your chin, your abdomen, areas like that. Now this should return to normal by six months postpartum, but oh no, you thought it was just going to return to normal. It's preceded by increased hair loss around three months postpartum. And that's just something that's going to happen as your hormones level, hormone levels change. And it's different for everyone. I don't really have a memory of losing a lot of hair. It's not anything that sticks out to me, but for some people it really does. And remember, we're all individuals, so our experiences will all be a little different. Diastasis recti. So that is what she's referring to when she says the split abs. And it occurs when the abdominal muscles, which are the muscles in your abdomen that form a six pack, when they separate in the middle during pregnancy. And this occurs due to just the stretching of your abdomen by your growing uterus. You end up with weakened muscles and a gap that can be large enough to leave a constant bulge in your belly. For some people it's small, but for some people it's larger. For example, a really good friend of mine um, who happens to be petite, she is constantly asked if she is pregnant. In between her pregnancies, postpartum, even early on in her pregnancies, it's very clear that she's pregnant and that's just because of her diastasis recti. 
So postpartum and antepartum, if you seek help early enough, will teach you about all the kinds of muscles you never knew existed or all kinds of muscles you never knew existed. Your pelvic floor, that's made up of muscles that kind of act as a girdle in your pelvis and they keep your pelvic organs in place. Think of like a cradle supporting your uterus, your bladder, and your rectum. Pregnancy and delivery, vaginal delivery in particular, can really weaken those muscles and lead to urinary incontinence and pelvic floor prolapse. So that's where your pelvic organs and structures, they're just not fully supported. So you know, what is gravity going to do to them? It's going to cause them to kind of sit lower than they would otherwise. Fortunately, a pelvic floor physical therapist can help address issues with your diastasis recti and your pelvic floor issues. And I cannot stress this enough. Pelvic floor physical therapy is amazing and it will help you so much. While they can't address everything and surgery may be needed for some, they can significantly improve your symptoms. So if you have concerns like this, please discuss with your healthcare provider so you can get in touch with a physical therapist and you can start your strengthening routine just to get on the road to recovery. Her next comments were about the placenta. When you're pregnant, you don't just grow a baby you also grow an entirely new organ, an organ whose job it is to keep your baby alive. Yep, that would be the placenta. It allows your baby to communicate with the outside world through you. It provides oxygen and nutrients to your baby as it grows and prevents the passage of some things and not others from you to your baby and vice versa. It's amazing. So yes, that's a pretty cool thing and modesty memories. She then notes for number four, any self-consciousness or modesty that you have around your body will go out the window. She discusses her experience with being poked and prodded during pregnancy and not caring about who was privy to her private parts during delivery. And it's true, there is decreasing modesty during pregnancy and even less during delivery and postpartum. During delivery, everyone is at your vagina encouraging you to push if you're having a vaginal delivery. They're supporting your legs as you hold them open and keep your pelvis open to facilitate delivery. A C-section, same thing. As they sterilize your belly to prepare you for surgery, you will only be covered from your breast up. And then you will get a blanket for the actual cesarean section after the sterilization is complete. But there is no modesty in delivery. There just isn't. What about postpartum? When you have your baby, the nurses help you strip down to get some chest-to-chest time as soon as possible. And your chest will be bare to allow space for your body to just lay across and bond with you. And it's amazing. And at this point, you will not care because your primary focus has shifted to this small little person or people, if you're having more than one, who are just needing to connect with you after being in your belly for however many months. You're going to be happy that the delivery is over and your baby is finally in the world. And if you're breastfeeding, you will be comfortable taking your breasts out whenever they're needed. I like can't, if you are listening to the podcast, you can't see me, but I can't talk about breasts without pointing to my own breasts. It's just always a thing. It's funny, it always makes me laugh. Um, so 
you are going to just, you're going to be nursing whenever, wherever you're going to have to get comfortable with that. And although heavily sexualized, breasts have a very important, crucial, um, life depending on task. So modesty is just kind of second class to that. And finally, she notes as her number five, and remember, we're not covering all 18. I'm stopping at five today. <laughs> I loved my pregnant body and wanted to show it off. Yes, me too. There's something about all that feminine energy that comes with pregnancy. Your home hormones cause your body to become curvy and round like all over. You're just like, you're round in the front, you're round in the back. And increasing that in feminine energy even more. And I loved feeling, and I love actually, because I feel like that right now, like I'm a walking fertility doll. And I love the fact that my belly is expected and encouraged to show. No need to suck it in, okay? I can put on the tightest little dress and I got my big old belly out and I don't care. Or not, I could put on a two-piece. I'm not a big two-piece wearer, but I could if I wanted to. And it helps even more to have a partner who feels the same way about your pregnant and non-pregnant body. So that's a nice part. In conclusion, there is a lot to learn before, during, and after pregnancy. There were 18 things on this list, like I mentioned, and I could only get through five because there was just so much to say. And you know, I don't like to keep my podcast too long. It's okay if you're not reading every book or every internet article that you come across. However, it's helpful to have some baseline knowledge about what to expect during pregnancy and postpartum. It's also helpful to have a good mommy or pregnant person tribe just made up of people who are currently pregnant or have already had babies. And they can be first time. It's helpful to have some people in the group who have been pregnant before, just as diverse as it can be. And make sure it's a group of people that you trust to keep the conversation private because you don't necessarily want all the business shared, or at least if you don't trust them to keep it private, make sure it's people that you don't really know. <laughs> and so that way, if they're sharing your information, who cares? You'll, you'll, I mean, who cares? You'll never know and vice versa. Um, but also make sure that it's people who share similar values. Okay. Pregnancy and postpartum are not the time for judgment. And, you know, I think a lot of times we judge other people as we're dealing with our own insecurities, but this is not the time for judgment. You just want a neutral group of people who have at least similar values to you. And we're not going to come saying something crazy to you that will upset you when you are um, pregnant or you've just had a baby. It's very stressful enough on its own. As you keep the dialogue going, things will be mentioned with your tribe. So take note. You will also add some things and some of your own experiences, and that's going to be helpful for all of you. So I hope that this talk today was helpful. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know, you know, if there were things that you thought you wish you had known or things that, you know, information that you want to share about pregnancy or postpartum or even getting pregnant. You know, there's a whole lot to say on this topic. And if you really like it, I'll make sure to come back and cover um, some of the rest of them. Don't forget to subscribe to the blog, the podcast. It's on Apple, Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon. I'm trying to get it on the Spotify. I got it on TuneIn. Um, check out the YouTube channel for the video recording of the podcast. 
or you can check out um, any of these places for, and check out the website, ladypartsdoctor.com to hear the podcast. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, everything. And of course, again, if you have any questions, stories, or ideas you want to share, you can email me at drhack at ladypartsdoctor.com. Until next time.